This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Baylog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're in a tight spot once again with a dead old lecher as we watch Spine 193 in the Criterion Collection, Henry Georges Clouseau's Quai de Ufavre from 1947. But first, RJ, I'm sick. I hate What's it. What's that about? I hate being sick. I haven't been sick You're... for a long time. I was I was just gonna say you're usually not the one who's sick. I'm usually sick yeah, all the time now. But. I know, and now it hits me all of a sudden. I don't know where. I don't know who gave this to me. Mm. Was, well, you work in a public I do facility, oh, so man. some this monster sh- it pisses me off because I'll be at one of my jobs and somebody mm-hmm. comes up rolling up. <clears throat> oh hey, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> and it's like, well, why are you why are you in front of me right now? Just just go home, go sleep. Go do something else. Piece don't, of shit. Don't infect me. And then look, yeah. look what happens. But it's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years, I think, since I really uh, had a cold cold, I think. I've been lucky. But it's finally caught up yeah, with me. Yeah, for, for a cold cold. You've had other ailments. Like, you know, that time you almost died. Well, like, that, that was that's like the last time I was sick, though. Yeah, and that was like two, three years ago. Uh, that was almost four years ago. Or four, yeah. Almost. But yeah, you don't get sick that often i wonder if it uh who who do you think spreads more germs the kids at the university or the kids at the uh or the full-grown adults at the comic book store i think by their nature like they're both equal yeah they're all irresponsible humanoids just filthy filth well that sucks but oh, uh, I, I don't feel bad well, for the, you. at the university though i mean i fall on just like you know a walk into the washroom and I see mm. a man in like I can see his feet, and he's in the mm. he's in the toilet, he's 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 in there doing what I don't know, splashing around, and then what? He, th- then he gets out and he just goes right out the door, and it's like, uh, uh I think you're, you're missing something there, pal. And then I, I want to go, oh. I, I want to run out after him with my dick, you know, hanging out still because I'm I'm <laughs> running out past the urinal. I'd be like, sure, he didn't wash his fucking hands. <laughs> um. You, you know, is that I've, sane? Is that is that normal? Yeah, yeah. I I I feel that way too. Sometimes I see people not do the proper bathroom etiquette, and I'm like, what's yeah. going on here? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your opinion on people brushing their teeth in uh, bathrooms like that? Uh, you ever seen someone brushing their teeth in the university bathroom? I have, I have. <laughs> and? Maybe maybe they're uh, wanting to cut down on that uh, really rich garlic from their Caesar salad they had at lunch, and they don't want to be breathing on other people. Maybe they're trying to be considerate, but. Yeah, I don't I know. I feel like well, you just eat some gum. Well, that just reminded me. Uh, there, there again. When I was uh, in my in my washroom, right around uh-huh. the corner from my office, I was at the urinal, and a man came in, and he set something down at the sink. Well, <sighs> as he went as he went deeper into the uh, into the washroom, and I look over at what's at the sink, and I'm like, oh, it's his like Chinese food uncovered just sitting there uh, i guess hey what else are you supposed to do i guess like you leave it on the floor outside the washroom like if you're on the go what do you do and i was just like man it's a good thing i'm a good person and not like some maniac who's gonna flick water at your food because there's some <laughs> there's some people that would take that opportunity because they're fucked yeah uh, but it's not e- not it's even worrying, out of though. like it's just just like i'm like oh god all the problems i'm seeing here yeah, and that's what I mean. Not even like you doing it intentionally. Stuff just flicks in there, and it's in the air no, and that's shit. What I, mean. like, I was being really careful because yeah. I, I still wash my hands. I'm like, I am going to go really far away and like very slowly wash my hands. And 
be away from your food because this is uh, stressing me out. It's not even my. It's not my food. Yeah, I think people like that need to radically change their life. Where it's either like if you're, if you need to go to the bathroom that bad that you can't finish your food, you should probably get a new oh, diet. It was, it was completely like fresh food though. Like he had this guy hadn't touched it. Just go to the bathroom before you order the food. Maybe he didn't. He didn't need to go. <sighs> he's like, oh no. <laughs> You just, even if you don't got it, you just go, you know, like how, when we go to the movies, it's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom before this movie starts. I don't always have to go, but I try to go. You're so all, I don't have to leave. You're during. always going to the washroom at movies. That's true. I don't know. Remember, I, I, I do have to get a prostate exam, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You just keep delaying that, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'll go when you go. Okay. Well, like, I mean, if you wanted to go, will you go like what, together? Me? Yeah. Get it, get two in one. Yeah. What's the problem? How are you? I'm fine. You're, you're not I sick? Have, no, I'm not sick, and uh, I don't know. It's still snowy here, and that sucks. Well, it snowed again. It snowed again, It, it completely yeah. melted, and it snowed again. And then it snowed again. It's not as bad as last week, but uh, no. it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's just a bummer, to be honest, because it's the same. it's going to be the same shitty things that happened throughout our childhood, where it's like, foot deep of snow on Halloween and all the kids have to wear their fucking winter coats over their costumes like you did that one year. Mm-hmm. Sucks. It's a real bummer. It's, it's what it is. Speak it, but hey, mm-hmm. it is October. There you go. Hey, we never talked about that. No. It's October, okay. man. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, people are following me on my letterboxed. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see that uh, it's kind of been a poorer poor offering this year yeah. so far but i look back and last year was kind of the same because i think once you've like knocked out all the obvious the the bangers then you're just yeah. kind of left with everything else and now it's just like you're trying to uh look, look looking for gold sifting through a lot of dirt shit. a lot of shit dirt a lot of shit well i mean i still have lots of good movies but, but I enjoy, I have I'm, a... I'm enjoying it though yeah, well then, then that's fine. Yeah. As long as you get something out of it. Yeah, I'm having a real problem trying to find movies that Andrea is gonna like that she enjoys. So I, I think I'm gonna have to dip back into that '90s pool of horror movies because those seem to be the ones that uh, resonate the most. Hmm. But we we watched a lot last year. We watched like Idle Hands, All Time Banger, you know, lots of different things. So, I mean, my problem's different from yours, but you know, it's hard to get stuff. For her to watch. Oh, we started watching Channel Zero by oh. infamous uh, confirmed sexual assailant, uh, executive producer Matt Max Landis. Confirmed. I don't know. I don't know about well, that. Well, we on the internet. Far. Yeah. Alleged on the internet yeah. from multiple sources. Yeah. Trialed by a jury of social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we watched one. It wasn't bad. The That's the one with the... The, 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 you've watched the first season or just the first no episode? just the first episode oh, the first season yeah with David the tooth Go- kid yeah the tooth kid's pretty cool looking though yep he's pretty cool and uh I don't know it's pretty nice so far Mark Brandanowitz isn't it you know him from George Washington oh of course yeah you know Mark Brandanowitz yeah good good nice. good good shit yeah but I mean other than that Jared I'm fine no Excellent. news to report outstanding yeah want to talk about some emails I guess any females no. Okay. I, I always have to ask. Okay. First up, we have Aaron Lang, who wrote this last week in between the, that special zone of when we recorded early mm-hmm. and when we actually released. So mm-hmm. he, he hadn't listened to last week's episode yet. So 
Okay. Bear with him. As a punk fan who likes art garbage, I've mm. always been curious about Jubilee, but after listening to your recent podcast, I doubt I will ever make the effort to see it. Even the mm. presence of Susie Sue and Adam Ant ain't going to tempt me. Ollie, I've actually been to an Adam Ant ki- on an Adam Ant kick lately. I used to dismiss him because of his silly persona. I never liked that goody two-shoes hit he had, but his albums are really unique and weird, like what 80s Bowie should have been. His first album... Dirk wears white socks is really angular and strange. Nothing like the MTV stuff that came later. And who is the Dirk of the title a reference to, you ask? Why, none other than Dirk Bogart, co-star of the best movie ever made, The Night Porter. Ah, uh, Aaron. I, wait, wait, RJ. Aaron with an E or an A, whatever, you, whatever you're doing over there. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm onto it. I know RJ's being willfully ignorant and provocative <laughs> with his dismissive comments about punk music, but he still sounds like mm-hmm. a Tory grandmother mother in 1978. Seems to be mm-hmm. stuck on a late 70s tabloid stereotype of punk, and specifically mm-hmm. the English kind. There were plenty of nice, clean-cut punk boys that RJ could have tea with. The Jam... Mm-hmm. Buzzcocks and undertones come to mind. Then there's the stiff record stuff like Elvis Costello and Nick Lowe. I could go on. Anyways, for my dollar, I think Repo Man might be the best punk movie ever made. The great thing about it is that it isn't about punk. It just is punk. The main character Mm. isn't in a band, and the movie isn't really concerned with the changing musical landscape or anything like that. Punk culture is just the backdrop for the declining environment of 80s LA. Sid and Nancy has its moments, but with Repo Man, Alex Cox got it right. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, yeah, thanks, Aaron. I look forward to Repo Man, but yeah, punk sucks, and I stand by my uh, my willful uh, abst or what's that word? What obstinance? Obst- Willf- yes, willful obstinance. Willful yeah. obstinance uh, to the genre and to the people, anyway, uh, just because of one experience I had one time. But you know, I hold just grudges. Some, some punks cornered you in the bathroom. it was like a Stephen King novel. Yeah, they like were tailgating me for they, miles they, they, and miles. They, they carved a anarchy A in your belly. Yeah, and then they threw me in this tall grass, mm-hmm. and I got a real shit ass. You know, we'll get that's there. for that's for the fans out there who who are following on Letterbox. They know, they know. Friends of the show, I guess. Yes. Well, nice to hear from uh, Mr. Aaron with an A or an D. Double A. Double A. There you go. I always forget. Colin Richards. There he creeps. It's finally our favorite month of the year, and I'm so excited to finally get to some horror I've been saving up all year. Jared, like my October list, I finally made public on Letterboxd, so I must have some stuff on there worth watching. You know what? I don't even know care about that. It's about, hey, I support Creeptoberin. Mm-hmm. I like to let people know, hey, I'm keeping an eye on you. Ooh. Isn't that year-round, though, for you? Yes. Right? You're in the, kind of a... In, uh... in the bushes. There you go. I actually have a Stephen King question for RJ I've been meaning to ask. Oh my goodness, I never get questions. I've gone through my fair share of his books, around 30, and I'm considering giving the Dark Tower series another try. I know you've talked about the series in the past, but I'm wondering if you think this story suffers from the audiobook format. For my job, I do a lot of driving, so I audiobook a lot of King stuff. I got through Dark Tower 1 and 2 last year, but there were countless times I had to rewind because I had no clue what I was listening to or where the plot had turned. Should I abandon the audiobook angle and go for the real physical copies? Happy holidays. P.S. I now have Shudder because they fixed the where to watch function on Letterboxd, and now I, I mm-hmm. can actually see which movies from my list were available on Shudder. Well, that's cool. Hmm. That is cool. I don't know if... Is that available for us? I don't know if it is. Because I know they have that just watch thing that I have on my phone, but I checked on Letterboxd and I didn't see it like up here. In, oh, no. Okay. It's on browser. 
Ah, okay. okay. So not on the mobile. That's that's where they get you. Yeah, that's where they get you. Uh, did did he have anything else? That's it. That he said before. Okay, so I can take over on Stephen King here. Yeah, you can do that. But audio right, so, audio in. Well, here's the deal with that. I audio booked, uh, I think six of the seven Dark Tower ones because I was in a similar spot with him where I listened to the first three in audiobook. Uh, and then I read Wizard and Glass, the fourth one, uh, because I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should read these instead of uh, audiobooking. And then after I read Wizard and Glass, uh, I think the first four are like around the best. And then after that, they kind of like they're not bad, but they're they're not as good anymore. So it, it was easier to just audiobook them. Uh, I don't know. And the other thing, too, with that is there was one guy audio who who voiced the first four and then he died. He was a guy who audiobooked like a ton of Stephen King things and then he died and someone else came in and I don't really care about that stuff. But I remember I, um, in the Reddit world, there was lots of people all in a huff about that. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I would just, I would say just stick with it. If anything, maybe try reading one of them, but and then see if you like it like that. Maybe four. Four, well, four's huge. Three's pretty short. So if he's on three, he could read three. And if he gets more out of that, I would say go that route. But I would just audiobook it, man. Especially if you can do it with your job. It's easier. Sometimes you rewind, but whatever. Am I right, Jer? Sure. Am I right, Jer? I, I, my... I don't believe in audiobooking. Uh, I get a lot of books done that way. Here's my Dark Tower rankings. Two, one, four, five, three, six. There you go. Wow. There you go. Huge. Huge. You got you, you, got, you got that Excel spreadsheet, huh? Uh, no, it's a Microsoft Word doc. Oh. Uh huh. Bringing it back to basics. Yeah, I have. Well, I, I keep track of all the uh, the ones that I've read and or listened to, and then I have them separated in stars. Five, four, three, two, one, and then I also have just the well, dark tower. See, rank. if you had a spreadsheet, you could uh, keep track of his end bombs more. Ooh, well, I just send you pictures of yeah. almost all of them. So every single one, as you, almost as, as, you, all as, you, as you lay in bed. <laughs> yep. Well, you you get them live the same way I do, and uh, see, yours are even more like they're out of context, Stephen. So well, you you just see it I, for I, all. I, all I, that I, it I is. haven't gotten any lately, so I'm assuming you're not reading any Stephen King right now. Uh, well, I did so happen to read a short story by Stephen King and fabled son, Joe Hill. Oh, in preparation. In preparation. Well, it was only, I'll, I'll talk about it there. It's only 30 pages. So okay. I was like, I can do that. But okay. no, I'm not reading right now. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers his question. I think it does. Next up, Scott Bailey, our good friend, Scott Bailey. Brother of George Bailey. That's right. Cool. Have you ever gotten into a fight with a guy you work with? Have you ever got slapped in the face with money like you're a whore? Ah, uh, maybe. Have you punched a guy in the face for slapping you with money? No. Did you get to keep your job after you told your manager? Um, no. I have. Well, I also have a video clip of it on my Facebook page. Oh, dear. It'll be from 2013. That happened when I was at Domino's Pizza. I no longer work there. I pay wow. now. What's going on, George Bailey? Oh, no, wait. Scott. Scott Bailey? What's going on, brother? Since I do that, I get to do a lot of audiobooks. 
Look at that. <laughs> My favorite yeah. so far is Monster Hunter International series. No mm. relation to the video games. I highly recommend the series. Cool. Since it's October, I have a movie recommendations. Movie mm-hmm. is called Splinter. You've seen that, haven't you? I have. I have yeah. seen Splinter. Did you like it? The first time I watched it was probably like around the time it came out, and I was like really taken back by how good it was. And then I think I rewatched mm-hmm. it, and I was like, "Oh, this movie's so mid two thousands. It's like the the editing. It's so mm-hmm. lots of close ups. It never lingers on anything long enough." But. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't give it the creeps treatment and really linger and let things breathe. Hey, yeah, let it like ooze, just pour ooze, out, boil and fester. Yeah, I haven't seen that, so yeah. I have no opinion. Well, that's cool. Um, about <laughs> Domino's. Yeah, I mean, what's your opinion on Domino's, Jarrett? Should I rank the pizza places, or uh, is that Ooh. for another day? Well, <sighs> oh no, wait, we did that already, didn't we? I think that might, I, have, been, I, that might have been lost to the ages. Oh, well, in my. Just in my opinion, if you're going to get Domino's, you got to get that Brooklyn style pepperoni or else there's no point even yeah. even going. So that's my two cents. One of my jobs, I literally work next door to a Domino's and uh, the, the smell revolts me. Yeah, but like, do you think that it makes you a better person though? Probably. Um, yeah. But man, once you've seen that, that orange grease that's left mm-hmm. behind every slice on napkins... Mm-hmm. You just kind of. Ugh. Are you saying you don't want to put that inside? Hey, I'm all about those cinna sticks, though. Uh, from Domino's? Yeah. Are they good? I've never had. Yeah, they're uh, I guess fucking pure sugar, and they come with like mm. a, an icing to dip in. Oh, it's just diabetes in a box. It's great. I know a lot of people at your work are putting down those pizzas, but does anyone ever get those bread bowls of pasta? Uh, not as often. And then you eat the bowl, Jarrett. Oof. And then you eat the bowl. Mamma mia. There you go. Nice. Well, I, I feel like there's an interesting story behind his story there. Well, we'll I guess to, he did we'll, say we'll, it a little yeah, bit. But... We'll have to investigate. We'll have to check this out on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I'll see if I can find it right now. George <laughs> Bailey. Or no, wait. What's his name? <laughs> Scott. <laughs> well, see, I, I, create, I create things in my head, and then I believe them. Do you yeah. know? I, I, you do do that. I'm going to continue yeah. on here. Okay, keep on. Sam Sanchez. There he is. So writing in again after missing the cut last week since I completely forgot, ignored the request <laughs> to get any emails in early, though I did yeah. get a nice written response from Jarrett, who is always a gentleman. Doubtful. In my original email, I sent in a list of potential Creeptober viewing, which I uh, mm. sent along to RJ. Yes. That I've been slowing, sl- slowing, starting, slowly starting to go through. Jared mm-hmm. recommended a few from that uh, email or for that email. Of mm-hmm. those he recommended, a few of those I've already seen and are on their potential rewatches. City of the Dead, Possession, mm-hmm. Unmasked mm-hmm. Part 25. But the others mm-hmm. I'll bump up as priority, which were Blind Beast, Ogroff, Baby mm-hmm. Blood, Habit, and the apparent modern masterpiece as above, so below. RJ can feel free to mm. chime in with his recommendations. Well, I mean, I know we both liked As Above, So Below. It's, uh, I don't know about Masterpiece. Uh, I'm looking at his thing right now. This is a pretty ambitious list. I hope he clones this thing and uh, can just keeps it as a uh, private like watch list to keep track. Let me see here. Terrified is on there. That's not bad. I, I'm not going to say that's going to blow his dick off or anything, but it's not a bad show. Late Phases, that movie's pretty rad. I liked Late Phases. Mm-hmm. I think that's on 
Shutter under like it's under a different name though. Huh. It's like Cy- Cycle of the Wolf or no, no wait that's a that's that's King Stern. That's the, but it is under a different name and then it's like colon uh, late phases. Late phases. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice. Is, I I just noticed the uh, poster pop up. Yeah, well, Shutter's confusing with their titles and their posters. Uh, I'd say definitely watch Doom Asylum because I'm gonna watch that thing this week or this this Creeptober, and it sounds like a. A real piece of shit, but mm-hmm. maybe a fun one. Maybe. Uh, I see a lot of Cronenberg on here. I'd say if there's any of these that he hasn't seen, definitely watch those. Cronenberg's always good. Even his, like, you know. Poopier ones. Yeah, even those. They're still fun to watch. Uh, Cat's Eye. Uh, I like it all except for when they uh, throw those real cats around. So <laughs> do do it. do with it what you want. The Tenant. That's a good show. It's a good show, that Polanski movie, The Tenant. You it's know what wacky. I mean? Jay? It's a little wacky. It's pretty wacky. Pretty wacky. I would say get quite on out of there right now. That <laughs> yeah, movie is too long. GTFO. Mm-hmm. But yeah, City of the Dead for sure. That movie. Is... He did. He watched it already. Oh, he did. Yep. Did I miss that part? I'm trying no, to. No, he was. Yeah. No, he watched. Okay. He, he might. Yeah. That one's. Yeah, good. that movie's wicked. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. He's there's a lot of good stuff in here. I haven't seen a, a good chunk of it though, so. I don't know. Find whatever poster has sexy ladies on it and watch that because yeah, that's, that's what my strategy that's the is. the Baylog method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tits. That's my strategy. Yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oliver said he couldn't find uh, Scream t- Queen Hot Tub Party. I never gave him a follow-up. Yeah. Cannibal Hookers, maybe? Perhaps. Perhaps? Sam, I'll let him decide. Sam continues. Oh. On yes. the most recent episode, someone recommended The Lift by the greatly named Dick Moss. Why, wow, that was Oliver Ooh. Granger, which I haven't seen but have meant for, meant to for a while. And I'd like to toss out Amsterdamed as a potential recommendation, which is also by Mr. Dick mm-hmm. Moss. I remember enjoying that one quite a bit, and it doesn't look like either one of you have seen it yet. This is correct. And it is also on Shudder and is currently on the my list on RJ's account. Oh, yeah, he did hack my list or my account. Mm-hmm. Do you think Shudder will give us a promotion if we keep talking about him? Hey, go to no. Shudder and type in creeps and, and get nothing see, and get and get, 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 nothing. get error. This is this, this code does not work. And then do a survey and they'd be like, how can we improve the site? And be like, maybe you should endorse those people who keep bringing you up for free. Yeah, you dicks. Well, I mean, our entire I, podcast, uh, we basically on a weekly basis promote this Criterion Collection company. And, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hello. I, I would I would use promote loosely because if they listen to Jubilee, then uh, well, they might not yeah. like our jam. I can only imagine. I wonder, I wonder if anyone at those offices have uh, listened. Hey, folks, you should definitely get on that. Send those yep. emails into Criteria and say, hey, bitches, let's listen to these guys. Listen to these guys. In my in my mind, what would have happened is someone it did come across one once. of one person's once. They had just a quick scan, maybe on either my letterbox or yours, or listen to like twenty seconds of an episode and were like, Nope. <laughs> That's what I think happened, but very, I don't know. very possible. Yeah. In Sam's original email, oh. uh, I also asked a question about going to wrestling shows, which originally was sent prior to attending SmackDown on Friday night. Now, nice. having gone, just going to update that I had a pretty good time. Kids definitely loved it. If kids didn't love it as much as they did, I might have been annoyed that wrestlers like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, and Sting weren't in attendance, despite being mm. advertised at time of ticket purchase. Oh, yes, they, they were. Um. 
And then they didn't, there was a no-show or not even a no-show. It just didn't happen. Uh, you also asked where our seats were. We actually had uh, the very last row, but because mm-hmm. maybe because I'm used to going to Angels baseball games and sitting in nosebleeds, these seats at the Staples Center actually seem pretty decent despite being high up. Though I definitely mm-hmm. would like to sit a lot closer next time around. Not much Not much merch. I was asking him if he had, uh, was going to buy a bunch of merchandise for his kids. Mm-hmm. My eight-year-old mm-hmm. loves Goldberg and Rey Mysterio. He popped, in quotes, huge, as oh, the kids gross. say, for both of them during the show. And my 12-year-old loves Stone Cold, so just picked up a few shirts for them, uh, so for them, of them, for their favorites. Yeah. Cool. Um, along the wrestling lines, what's your opinion on the Big Fox deal and the Wednesday Night Wars with the emergence of AEW? Have you been keeping up with AEW and the NXT move to Wednesday nights? Is RJ mad that you're going to fill up valuable time talking about wrestling? Will RJ allow this to become wrestling creeps? I mean, I'm fine with it either way. I, I have no input, but I would be pissed off if uh, I thought I was going to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and he didn't show up too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam concludes, all right, guys, keep it up, and maybe next time I'll pay attention and send in emails in a more timely manner when requested, or maybe not. That's fine, Sam. We love you. Yeah, whatever. You can do whatever you feel like, man. That's right. So, yeah, wrestling news, RJ. It's tonight. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday night now. What's um, tonight? It's the Wednesday Night Wars. So uh, AEW, this new wrestling startup uh, headed up by such stars as uh, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega, the Young mm. Bucks, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. They're on They're on TNT. They're back on uh, Ted Turner Network. Uh, and, uh, and so WWE, they're not going to let this pass. And so they've got their developmental show, NXT, now going head-to-head mm-hmm. on the USA Network. And I don't know. Uh, that's cool, I guess. SmackDown is now on Fox, meaning that is the the A show. It has been more root, more TVs around America than it's ever been before. Hmm. So those are all things that are happening. And uh, honestly, I am at probably at my my low point in caring about wrestling. Like <laughs> mm. this, it's, I don't know. It's you used to care. I did. I I do enjoy. I mean, I still listen to podcasts about it. I, I find mm-hmm. people talking about it far more interesting than actually watching it. But mm-hmm. I I actually love hearing about kids going to see wrestling because that's probably the best it's ever going to be is when you're a kid. Even I if it's I've, bad, you know, it's good because it's wrestling. It's something. Yeah, even if it's bad, it's good. I think I've asked before, but did you go to uh, WWF when it came to our town, Creepsville? I, I, the last time they came through, I did go to that. And then I also went to Calgary for the Raw okay. taping. There you go. Which was the Bret Hart Appreciation Night. <gasps> I thought they didn't like him. Uh, no, that was after they're in the good books now. They're all, they're, oh. It's all good now. They've been good for a long time. Oh, I saw Bret Hart in real life once. He looked disappointing. Not in like, not in like, oh, but I was not disappointing. He looked old. Was that, the, felt, was that the Leftbridge Comic Convention? Yeah, the attendance of, I think, about 52 was uh, there that year. But yeah, I was bummed out. I was like, he shouldn't be here. And plus, I was like, this old man should maybe be in home, at home in bed. He, he did, looks tired. He did have a stroke. And yeah. I believe might also be a cancer survivor. Yeah, so just go home and ra- relax, Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. Rest up, my man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, I've been to those wrestling shows. Uh, cool. I think it's probably a lot more fun live than watching it on TV. Because boy, yeah. watching choreographed combat mm. sometimes gets old. Yeah, I, I'm with you though. For kids, 
for the kids, mm-hmm. it sounds pretty cool. It is. Yeah, totally. Got to got to do it for the kids, Jarrett. That's right. Uh, yep. Next up, Justin <gasps> Peterson. The new oh, there novel he is. titled The Horror. The Horror. Ooh. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Creeptober has officially arrived, and my urge mm-hmm. to watch horror movies of all kinds, both all-time bangers and garbage, has peaked. This Thanks. coming week, I look forward to watching The Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time. Holy smokes. And by request next and by my request next week, I will give you guys a surround sound report on The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. This is going to settle a long-held debate between you and me then. Am I just sensitive and are my speakers weird or is that the loudest fucking movie of all time? Tune in next week to find out. And I also plan to give Riding the Bullet a whirl. And I hope in return, Jarrett will muster the strength to watch RJ's pick, Radio. Come on. You should. That's a good Creeptober pick. Come on. So speaking of of horror horror movies, what is your favorite horror subgenre? And what is your favorite movie... And the most mm. overrated movie in that genre. Oof. You go first. I'll, he's got a, what has he got here? My favorite would be paranormal exorcism movies because those are the ones that generally creep me out the most. My fave would, of course, be The Exorcist. Yep. And yeah. I also like those first couple paranormal, paranormal activity movies. I did mm-hmm. like those two. It's been a while since I've seen them. I have like all six of those on Blu-ray because they were like $3 a piece at some point and I've mm-hmm. never watched them. In terms of overrated, I would say Future Creep, The Innocence was just okay. What? That movie's gorgeous. That movie's pretty good. I like it too. Yeah. I like it too. That's more of like a haunted housey kind of thing, I guess. Um, I guess paranormal. Favorite horror subgenre? Boy. I got one. Okay, go for it. No, did you, were you about to say? No, I wasn't. Go ahead. Okay, I I was thinking, I was like, what? I was like, body horror? Nah. And I'm going to go with aliens, Jarrett. Okay. Because of course. So I just, I went to my aliens list and I went to my top ratings. Some of these are like, I don't know how how much you could classify them, but like number one is the thing. And then I have The Day That Earth Stood Still. So, you know, I have those movies up there. But for real horror, I'd say the closest ones next are uh, The 80s Blob and then Bad Taste. So those are uh, my highest oh, aliens. Let's right. see. I forgot you love Bad Taste so much. <laughs> yeah, Bad Taste is awesome. Ooh, here's where it gets interesting. My For my lowest ratings first, a lot of uh, Jarrett picks in here. Apollo 18, what? the, the <laughs> no, hidden, no. well, not Jared picks, but movies that uh, I think you and that one, you told me to watch that. Didn't well, you? you were saying, hey, what should I watch tonight? And you gave me two options. I went, uh, I'd be curious to see what you think of all Apollo 18. So that's hardly yeah. a Jared pick. Well, it's a Jared uh, in provoked one. Hmm. Apollo 18, the hidden two, Hobgoblins 2, Vegas in space. And rock and roll space patrol. Those are my five oh, uh, half star alien Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Huh? You think for a second? My cat's eating a garbage bag. I just have Aww, to grab it. That's cute. So I'm thinking about this here. I don't know, because I don't. Again, the subgenre thing's tough for me. Uh, I guess you, if you throw slasher, would you would you consider slasher a subgenre? Sure. Like, Why not? I don't, but think most of them are shitty. Like most, but they're fun to watch. So yeah, let's just give it a whirl here. Let me see here. I'm gonna look up uh, sl- my slasher meta tag. This is why tags are very helpful. Mm-hmm. Slasher. 
there's a whole bunch that pop up. I mean, it's so obvious. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that even a slasher? I mean... Uh, I don't know what you would categorize that movie as. All-out horror. Ugh. I don't know. These are tough. These are weird. Weird. I just, I just don't think about it that way, I guess. Because each... Mm. I always try to find them as different ways. I mean, for underappreciated. And then, like, for worst. I mean, fuck. Take your pick. There's so many mm. bad... There's so many bad ones. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, for slashers, uh, I'd probably have to throw the ginger dead man. I think that's... Uh, Ooh, mm-hmm. Cat Sick Blues was pretty rough. The Forest, The Prey, which I just watched this week. All classics. Just classics. Mm-hmm. Classic shit. Haunted Houses, though. Um, Legend, of, Legend of Hell House, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that uh, movie rules. And there's, like, most most other ones are bad. Yeah, I agree. Most other ones are bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go with that for right now. <laughs> Most are bad. Most are for bad. Every subgenre. For, for, for every subgenre. Nice. That's a cop out, but yeah, I mean it's fair. It's Tough but fair. Goat movie question of the week: mm-hmm. What is your greatest of all time psychological thriller? Some mm-hmm. great ones that come to my mind, and possibly my favorite movie genre, include The Silence of the Lambs, Seven, and Black Swan. Yeah, those are all good. Yeah. Does a memento count? Nah, it's not really a. I don't know if I'd call it psychological. But again, this is it's a genre stuff. So yeah, uh, hmm. yeah. I, I mean, don't. Oh, oh that no, reminds you know, me. We have to check to yeah. see if Sons of the Lambs is playing locally next week. Oh, it might be. It uh, what? I, well, I just realized. Screening. Would uh, in the mouth of madness be, uh, count as psychological? Psychological or is that... horror. Yeah, or is that extra dimensional? Yeah, I don't know. Again, the, the lines start blurring. Yeah, it's tough to say. Tough yeah. to say. Yeah, Sons of Love is a seven, though. They're uh, they're pretty slick. Pretty, pretty slick. slick. Yeah. I don't know if well, I have any I throw out there. For you? Yeah, there are additional ones. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, finally, sometimes we all need a redo. And thinking back on you guys revisiting the 400 Blows recently, is there another Creeps review you would do all do over again on a Criterion pick and a non-Criterion pick that you have had a change of heart on? My goat. It's interesting because Jackson asks uh, a kind of similar question. I'll just jump to him. Jackson, hey, Creeps. Uh Hi, Jackson. Going to keep it short this week. What films have your opinions changed the most on? Keep up the absolute work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm Jackson Maximus. Uh, I'm just continuing on from Jordan's question. My go-to movie that I had a change of heart on was The Thin Red Line, which I thought was crap back when I rented it, when I was expecting another Saving Private Ryan. But after I came to the to like Malick movies for a few years, I thought it was incredible on a rewatch. Hmm. You called him Jordan. Jordan Th- Peterson. <laughs> Which is, we've mentioned before, it's it's tough. It, it is tough to get that. Uh, again, I, I know it's not very entertaining to listen to, but sometimes I'm at a loss when I get asked these questions because I'm like, I don't know. Like you, out, People out there would probably know better than I would for movies that I either really liked and then thought were shit or movies I thought were shit and then really liked. I don't even know offhand. Do you? Uh... I mean, we've been doing this show for three and a half years now. Sure. And I don't know if it's, it's not a long enough amount of time, I don't think, to have really 
big changes of heart on anything in particular. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to go along with movies that I've changed my opinion on the most, I mean, the first time I ever watched Dawn of the Dead, I thought it was a terrible movie. And now it's like, mm-hmm. I consider it one of my all-time favorite movies. So that, that's right. one of those examples that's like, I remember, I hate this, and then I'm like, now I love it. Hmm. Uh, I, I, you know what would be one for me, I guess, is maybe uh, Blair Witch. Because I watched it when I was younger, and I think I was trying to trying to act tough. I was like, "That movie ain't shit, man." And then uh, I watched it again like a year ago, and I was like, "Hey," or like two years ago, I was like, "Hey, that movie's really good." It is. Uh, it's it's quite good. I don't know. It's tough to say, my man. That's the one that comes to mind the most. And then I guess for like movies that I love that I don't like anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm afraid to watch some movies. <laughs> Like uh, oh X two, yeah. Well, Unbreakable is going to be one of those movies. I feel like it's just gonna, it's gonna be real tough. That movie is not as good as uh, I we want it to be, man. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, especially for a movie I probably liked as much. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not gonna hold up. As far as Criterion's, I would give a second chance to. I don't know. Criterions that we'd give a second chance to. Yeah. Let me see my uh, criterion yeah, you got, you got ranked your list. Big list. Yeah, I'll go to the I'll go to the back end and I'll see if there's anything here that it's like you know what maybe that movie deserves a second chance. Uh, oh, actually, uh, Knights of Kiberia. Oh yeah, that's because everyone everyone likes that. But I was like, man, eh, whatever. Yeah. So I, I would I would rewatch that one, but yeah, I think often I, on I the. Won't. I think often when I be watching some of these movies, I remember like really liking it, like Long Good Friday or Mona Lisa, and then rewatching yep. it, being like, "Oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know about this here thing." I think there's a lot for you like that, actually. There ones is. that you it does happen. Yep. And it's an honest thing. It's like, oh, I don't love this anymore. Yeah, it's a bummer, but you know, it happens. People get older. People change a little bit. Change. I'm just going to go through the first 100. I you know what I, I chaps my ass. People don't love what? the killer and hard boiled as much as me. I don't get it. Those movies. Are, I, yeah, I, I like those movies too. Those movies are but, awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome people. Oh yeah, you'd have to. I think you need to rewatch Oliver Twist. Who me? Yeah, that movie's really good. Oh yeah, because I maybe, like Great maybe, Expectations more. Yeah, but it's like yeah. I think because I wa- I watched an HD version of it and it, I was mm. like I was blown away by that amazing huh? cinematography. Was that all Alex Smart Guinness? Yep. Oh, baby. Oh, something like that. Uh, oh, baby. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Hey, RJ. Yes. What you been creeping on this week? One of the uh, creepiest Creeptober picks you got out there, man. Some would say King Creep. Some would say the creeps went to the theaters. Huh? So we went to the theater, RJ. We sure did, buddy. What did we go see? Mm-hmm. Well, acclaimed incel <laughs> oh, fuck. movie. Uh, yeah, we we that, braved that, incel attack. Oh, yeah. You had your body armor on. Phone, I had phone books, phone books. I strapped them to my body like I was in a uh, jail uh, yard fight. Yeah, yeah. You had phone books, yeah. and uh, I I wrapped uh, my my entire diaper in uh, cellophane just in case something really bad went off. Uh, friend, you friend, know. my mind, Corey. He messaged me saying, "Hey, if shit goes down. Let me know. I'll be there with my go bag in five. <laughs> What's in his go bag? You know, things. Things when he, he needs to he, he go. Do, he he <laughs> continue, onward. 
Okay, okay, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, we went to Joker. Um, and you and me watched this movie. Uh, we had some of the worst people in the world animals. in front of us. What, why? Animals. Why is it always animals? Animals. Uh, yeah, we looked. The entire theater was basically full. But the two gentlemen in front of us decided four. to... Is this four people? Yeah, a row of four right in front of us decided to completely stretch their seats back. But they were the kind of completely oblivious inconsiderate assholes i was like they would slam their chair back into your legs they would realize that they hit your legs they move up for a second and then they do it again because (laughs) they're like there's no one going to be back there this time and like you and me were even doing things is like we'd put our legs there so they would hit it intentionally to like get the point across or like sometimes the chair was resting on my leg and then i would move my leg out and he would fall back and he'd be like oh there's someone there and then like two minutes later he'd do it again and it's just like do you not realize man that this isn't your fucking living room like what are you doing this it's a bit bullshit too because we we had those prime seats and yeah uh, it seems like that that's a bunch of bullshit because you look behind Mm -hmm. the, the row behind us and it's like wait a minute they have far more of a landing than we do yeah, I, I realize that too now where never again, we will only ever be in the second row, ba- the back row of the prime yes. seats. Yeah, because and I feel like last time we were in the back row of the prime seats and the people in front of us in the prime seats were like dink dinks then too. So it's it's like a no win thing. It's like humanity isn't worth it. Uh, I agree. Maybe it's society's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Joker. So anyways, anyways, those guys sucked. So and, but yeah, oh, we, and what were they wearing? Superman gear. Oh yeah, yeah. Superman shirts and making. Uh, make they were like uh, crowd comedians too. Like they were trying to make make mm-hmm. jokes, making jokes and uh, cracking wise, making funny jokes about Chris Nolan's movie d- d- during the trailer. During uh-huh. the trailer, and uh, well, yeah, that was my favorite trailer. Was the teaser for a teaser for mm-hmm. Tenant, which I didn't even know was coming up with uh, yeah. with Denzel's son. And mm-hmm. and then of course like it's because it's Christopher Nolan it has to have some sort of like clever little like logo where it's like mm-hmm. oh it's upside down both ways it's a it's a <laughs> wow and then of course I just laughed because someone after after the uh, trailer ended someone just went out loud tenant tenant yeah we had a we had a cherry audience because we had that and then later at the uh, the very obvious Bruce Wayne scene someone right behind spoilers, you spoilers RJ. Spoilers. It's Bruce Wayne. It's Bruce Wayne. And you're like, uh, okay. But yeah, so yeah, those guys were comedy jokers. And the one, like, they were just, I was watching the way they were eating their fucking popcorn too. And I, I I don't know. I think maybe they were incels. Because they were no, just, they were, they were no, like. No, they, were, they were just, they were just regular folk. Plain folk. Shitty guys. Yeah. I don't know. They they were just dirty, filthy humans is uh, what I what I got out of that. Mm. So that sucked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you and me went to this movie. We watched it. We went in unbiased, unswayed oh, okay. by uh, <laughs> threats of uh, um, like theaters <laughs> being targeted violence. and the uh, violence, the, uh, I guess, willful and hopeful media Sling, uh, swing towards this hateful rhetoric trying to promote these things and just latching on to any anything that they can to uh, bring this movie down I think the worst I saw was the one you sent me where it's like one of the songs used in the movie is from a convicted sexual harasser from the 70s oh, and it's ch- like oh my god Gary Glitter <laughs> that's uh yeah 
so was that about like i i didn't even know about this but when what? i was when i read that i was like i was like you, well, well, you didn't hold i i know that was in my mind immediately but oh, okay i also didn't like have this reaction of like reaction how dare okay. they i was kind of like oh gary glitter and uh because i mean yeah old gary glitter you, you gotcha. don't you don't know about gary glitter no, Legit. I don't okay. know. Who that okay, is. so Gary Glitter. I mean, he has like that that music. You know that song that he uses. It's used in yeah. like hockey arenas all around the world, or was. Oh, I see. And uh, no, he was like a glam musician, kind of an odd duck. And then, uh, and then eventually he was arrested overseas in yeah. for uh, you know having sex with underage children. And, okay, uh, which gotcha. I guess is redundant, I guess. Um, children are underage and yeah, he did time. He, okay. he and, and then he came back to England and he continues to do time. So that's what that, that's what he, that dude's about. And. Okay. But do they still use the song at sporting events? I don't know if they do. I, I don't <laughs> go to them. I'm assuming probably yes. Okay. But yeah. Okay, well, in, in any case, he, yeah. it's using this movie and it's like, oh, he's a deplorable person. And yep. uh, I'm pretty sure the Joker is also supposed to be a deplorable person. Okay, so it's intentional. Uh, who knows? Who knows about this Todd Phillips? Yeah. We haven't. I don't know if we've talked about it too much uh, in our news segments. We've kind of foregone those. Todd yeah. Phillips does not come across as a thoughtful man. No, he seems pretty on the surface. Yes, like he he's just floating right around there. And I mean, that's sometimes that's fine for directors, like. Sometimes people can uh, steer the ship in the right way, even if they're not like the deepest uh, guys. I don't know. So he got a screenwriter credit, but we also have this guy, Scott Silver, who did The Fighter and Eight Mile oh, and The Mod Squad. Oh, an untitled that, the eight mile Hulk Hogan biopic. Oh, shit. He's working on that, too. And the untitled Jimi Hendrix film. Oh, man. I'm, so this I'm, guy, this Scott Silver's got a lot of play right now. I'm really curious about his Hulk Hogan movie with uh, yeah. Channing, Chris Hemsworth. Ch- Channing, was it Chris Hemsworth? Okay. I thought so. Yeah, I think you're right. Is it not? Okay. I was going to say well, Channing Tatum, but I'm like, no, you're yeah. right. It is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of all that other stuff. Jared, oh, what, what have so you? You and, you and me went into the theater with an open mind. So we came we, out we, of the theater. We went to see the next Warner Brothers clown movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which you sworn off uh, certain clown movies or any movie from Stephen Steve, King. Stephen King last. things are I'm done with. Yeah, yep, that's fine. I, I I see it now after uh, the week I had. Um, but yeah, so we went in and we watched this movie. We didn't we didn't really talk to each other throughout the movie. We came out of theater. We looked at each other and we're like, "Are we nuts? Or was that a really good movie?" We're like, "What the fuck is everyone talking about?" Like all these people who are two star in this movie, these people are who are fence sitting on it. They're like, we're not sure. You and me went into it and we're like, I don't really know how it could have been better. I really yeah. liked it. I, well, and, there's definitely like there's flaws with the movie. There's yeah, there's w- without, without a doubt. And uh, yeah. we we talked about it briefly on the the car ride home. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been reading Batman comics for practically my whole life. Yes. So, I mean, I'm uh, I'm aware of the trappings. I've a uh, I've always had a soft spot for the Joker character. Right. So, I'm like totally the target audience for this, and I watched this and I was like, yeah, that's a pretty cool Joker movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like be, but it's interesting because I find that a lot of people are applying uh an amount of criticism and critique to this movie that they don't equally apply to your A24 fare which I feel yeah. have 
maybe aren't, aren't even as good as this movie is but they're like oh it's so great and i'm like huh like this movie really like, this movie actually feels like a studio doing an a24 movie and it just so yeah. happens that it involves this batman villain <laughs> it's like essentially it um but i don't know like to me like if you strip out that part of it where it's like the, the gotham city ridiculousness where it's like, yeah, people in Gotham, they're yep. like pretty well, like they could be from Springfield where they overreact and get all upset, which is like, yeah, that's pretty consistent with like every Batman movie I've seen. People in Gotham are pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always been the case. But I guess there's this clash between that and what this movie is, which is like kind of serving up this fairly, um, kind of a little twizzy, a little dark, uh, a little, I, I kind of been thinking about this movie quite a bit. This is like a real skidly movie. Oh, yeah. Which I think is why maybe some people don't like it because they don't like skiddly mm. things. They they want to they want to deny the experience of things that perhaps juggalos are interested yeah. in. But uh, I've I'm able to separate myself from that, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm better than that stuff. And I'm like I think this movie is really successful in what it's trying to do for the what for the type of movie it is. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the hard hitting uh, movie that like we need to address mental illness in America? No, but I think it actually ha- is a more honest depiction of mm-hmm. how everything sucks, everything, I agree. Every, everything shit, and this movie mm-hmm. captures that really well. And yep. I'm like, what a what a message to bring to people that hey, what's going to happen is uh, we we just keep throwing in with rich people who say they have the answers, mm-hmm. and uh, and but people get tired enough of that, and then what will happen is they're going to start throwing themselves behind mentally ill people mm-hmm. which is also dangerous and there's there's no winning um yep. yeah i don't know this movie this is a grim movie but uh it's it's a gorgeous movie yes it with, is like an absolutely fantastic performance a, a singular performance yes. from joaquin phoenix um, absolutely yeah i i think yeah i mean it's on par with uh what he's been doing with uh pt anderson mm-hmm. and all of his stuff lately um yeah, I don't know. I, I think this movie's uh, definitely one of the better films of the year that I've seen released this calendar year, RJ. Absolutely. I agree completely. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of stuff to pull out there, like how you said A24. You know what it reminds me of? Remember when we watched Midsommar? And I was like, so is the like the physically deformed, like disabled kid... Is he supposed to, since he's like their figurehead, is that supposed to be some kind of comment on like politics where it's like, well, it's just a figurehead up front. We'll interpret his work for him. I That's how I always saw that. And I was like, I don't know about that. But the way you you bring it up here where this thing's like maybe people can rally behind mental people who are maybe mentally ill and their ability ability to like move up certain ways too. I think this has a way clear example of that stuff and that's probably just me tying these things together but that's what i think about when i watch compare those two things but uh i i really like this movie in the same same reasons that you did sorry were you gonna say something oh yeah i was gonna say like we kind of alluded to it before like i i don't really like even though I like this movie, I don't think anything better of like Todd Phillips all of a sudden no um I I feel like the the subject matter uh, and people are bringing whatever they want to this movie as well, mm-hmm. which is clear. And there's people are like, well, what is he trying to say? And like, people are filling it with like, it's, it's a, it's actually about Antifa. And you're like, yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's not. Um, 
there's a crass element of like Warner Brothers once again releasing a movie uh, about yeah. like fighting the system, like V for Vendetta with masks. Mm-hmm. And now they have this where it's like, I'm waiting to see those Joker masks pop up uh, at yep. shops. And it's like, it's really curious that they, they, they make these movies and they control the yep. message. And you could talk about that, but that kind of... I don't know. It has nothing to do with me enjoying this movie or not. And so I'm like curious if people are genuinely just not enjoying this movie because mm-hmm. there's so much good film making going on here. Yes. That I I'm agree. Like, I mean, there's, I, I think there's some genuine weird little missteps um, mm-hmm. along the way, but I mean, every goddamn movie has that. And mm-hmm. uh, but this, like, I think that tells a, I don't know. It's like, it is what exactly what it's supposed to be. It's, yep. it's a goddamn Joker movie. It's a, it's a Joker origin it's, story. Exactly. Like that's the first thing I think we said to each other is like, I don't know what anyone, or I was the thing, first thought I had, I was like, I don't know what people were expecting. I was like, that's exactly what I would have wanted in a Joker movie. Because like you, I've been reading Batman for a long time, not as much as you have, but I've been a Batman kid for a long time. And, uh, coming out of this, I was like, yeah, that's pretty much exactly kind of how I would have wanted a movie like that to come off. I agree with you where, uh, I don't really think much more of Todd Phillips. I think his producing team, because there's like 12 producers on there. I think those have uh, are worth having a look at. Like this Emma Koskoff lady who produced this, uh, like all the Scorsese films, Hugo, Silence, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. Hmm. Like, because like Scorsese was a producer on this well, when was, it first started. He was an right? executive producer. Yeah. On the on bat the Batman thing that never happened. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming that it would have tied into this, like this, this whole package deal of yeah. like these movies that have kind of now been like the Matt Reeves Batman movie that like continues to like not exist mm-hmm. because they yeah. keep changing their plans because all their mm-hmm. movies are failing. The fact that Joker made, I think, more money in the US than Justice League made mm-hmm. in its opening weekend, which is really something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's something. All right. But I I get it though too like and the thing too is I feel like this movie had a bunch of stuff stacked against it too and I don't really I don't know man I don't really understand that but I think I really enjoyed it I think it does have some missteps missteps like there were a few things you and me talked about where is like they didn't need to spell out some of these things like there's two scenes yeah. where it's like right after you get the reveal then they kind of like show spell a little bit out. more and you're like you and me we were both like, that didn't need to happen there, have happened there. But as you said, there was that guy who re- was reading out the title cards as the movies were playing, where it's like, Tenet. And he's like, Bruce Wayne, Joker. And then it's like, okay. So, like, I thought they did it in not the most obtuse way, where it was just like right in your face. So I was like, okay, they they have it in there, but at least it's not too bad. Um I it looks great. Walking Phoenix is awesome. I think his Joker is really good. Like all of the ways that he kind of like presents himself and his like we were talking about one of the things that I actually really liked is the dancing. And I, I can see that being annoying to some people, maybe. But I was like, I get it, man. Like Joker's really flamboyant. Like that's the character. He's uh, it depends on who's writing him. Like if you have Scott Snyder like Leatherface Joker, he's not really dancing around, but uh, I think traditional Joker is playful like that in a way. And it's, I think they show it really well where it's like, it's not the like water pistol Jack Nicholson Joker, but it's playful in the way, like the way he presents himself, like dancing around and singing. And 
you know? Remember when Jack Nicholson's wearing his people face? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and I, I like Jack Nicholson Joker too. I, I think there's a, a, yeah, I think there's a spot for that too. So I, I really like the way he was playing with that and, uh, like his change in, in voice and, I, I agree with you too. I don't think that this movie's trying to make this really deep thing. I think they're talking about these things, and then I think people are like kind of targeting that, where it's like they're not like uh, they're either doing too much or not doing enough for those things, or they're like they're glamorizing it or they're villainizing it. And it's like I don't really think that's the case. Like I think it's just things that they included for the character, and I don't think you need to look into it past that. Like, I think, I think that's all it is. Yeah. You know? I'm curious what, I mean, cause it's, I mean, this is a movie about an antagonist. Like they're doing mm-hmm. like, it's not even like an anti-hero. It's, um, like it's a villain. It's a movie about a villain. So, yeah. He's so, a straight bad so how, how do you tell the story? And so, yeah, there's sort of like a, there's going to be sort of a, a vagueness in like what the, the themes are, or what the meaning is, or what the, what it's trying yeah. to explicitly tell, which is so weird. Cause I'm like, I never hear people talk about these things in movies where you're like, does anyone even care? So what they suddenly yeah. care about it here. Cause they're like, they're afraid of something. Um, afraid I, of incels or yeah, basically, or like this movie is yeah. going to encourage, um, a wave of violence, shit, which I'm like, how can you watch this movie and walk away with thinking that this movie is encouraging this? Yeah. It's like, I mean, to me, it's like, no, this is like, this guy thinks that like, in his mind, I mean, he, he goes through a whole lot of, and I've seen some people say that he doesn't go through any changes over the course of the movie. No, it's like he never evolves. I'm like, well, that's not true. I don't think that's true at all. I, I don't think that's true, but the uh, one thing I, I understand when people say stuff about that, where it's like, there's no character development. And the only thing that gets me on that is, you know, sometimes people don't develop. I've met people who I knew in like junior high and it's like, oh, you're the same piece of shit, eh? Good to know. Like sometimes people don't change just because there's not character development. Like sometimes they're better than others, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, you you know, sometimes people don't, but even in this, it's like, I feel like he does go through, like, like you said, he does go through a little change. So is it the one that people wanted? Maybe not like certain people, but I think it's there. He goes off his meds. He goes off his meds. Yeah. And like, he, I don't know. There's, I think they, I think they showed all that stuff in a really, really good way and i don't think it tries to glamorize what happens to him in any way uh and i don't think it's like from like vilifying mental illness either i think it's just like it's just showing this story it's like you know what sometimes people like get pushed to a, a point and then like they have all these things stacked against them and then they respond in a certain way it's like this is just a story it's just a movie you guys a movie about a fictional character, Jarrett. It's fictional characters, Jarrett. I don't know. I, I like I said, I really like this thing. I, I don't really know what the issue is for um, a lot of people. There there wasn't a whole lot in it that I was like, mm. there was one or two things, but not not that much. I was gonna say something else. There was something else I really liked about this movie. I don't know. There, I, I don't I, know. Jared. For some reason, I did think of uh, well, not for some reason. I know exactly why. But uh, watching this, there's the scene during the uh, Gary Glitter music uh, mm-hmm. interlude where he's going down the stairs because he's triumphant. Now he's moving up and down yep. the stairs because he doesn't care anymore. He's not being yeah. weighed down by what was 
uh, ruining his life before. Now he's mm-hmm. free to, to be himself. Yep. And uh, there's the scene where it's like he's like doing this dancing and his thrusting, and then like mm-hmm. you see these two people at the top of the stairs, and they reveal to be the uh, the two detectives. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't help but think of uh, Daniel Klaus's Pusse, where I don't know if you've uh, read that story. Uh, um, about, about, maybe about Dan Pusse, the comics creator. And there's like, there's a thing where it's like, he's like walking down the street and he's uh, fighting space aliens in his mind. But then like they cut Mm -hmm. to like these two kids looking at him, like just walking down the street, waving a stick around. They're like, oh man, (laughs) he's going to, he's going to grow up and kill somebody someday. (laughs) And I'm like, yep. Yeah. That's that scene. Yeah. Good. That's a good point. And one other thing that you said after the movie was like that unreliable narrator thing. It's like, yeah, if it totally fits with that here where some people are like, well, that, that shouldn't happen. It's like, maybe it didn't. It's like, look at all the things, the way that they present the story. It's like a lot of that stuff, it's questionable. And that's okay. Like, that's the point of it. I think it's the right kind of ambiguous where you you get... Well, they've played... You don't question the whole movie. You're like, there's things that happen for sure. But it's like certain scenes, maybe it didn't happen the way that it was shown because... Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it reminds me of uh, how even uh, Alan Moore and Brian Boland's uh, Killing yep. Joke is kind of received by people because mm-hmm. Alan Moore doesn't think anything of Killing Joke. He's like, I don't even understand why people like that story. It's, it doesn't yep. say anything, and I've always loved that because it look, mm-hmm. it's Brian Boland. It's like his Joker is incredible looking. Um, mm-hmm. That comic it looks gorgeous, and like as a Joker kid, I think that mm-hmm. the comic's cool. And uh, this movie captures it basically does the origin story which is killing joke mm-hmm. and uh there's this idea that like well his origin changes all the time like every day yeah. he reinvents himself and he has a new mm-hmm. origin like he, he it's just how he remembers it this time it, it's mm-hmm. like there's no he's an unreliable narrator and they don't really double down on that too much in this movie mm-hmm. you're basically just like well this is him and he's going through some vaguenesses um there's these elements of you know he's got the uh, abused childhood sort of thing dropped in there Mm-hmm. Uh, false false leads about who his real father is mm-hmm. um, but then there's like even like little clues that maybe there is but maybe he's just seeing things and uh, he's finding ways to make it so that it's an unsolvable riddle uh, mm-hmm. like, like Memento RJ just like Memento yeah but who knows it's like but it's like yeah you're again you're stuck in the mind of an unreliable narrator who uh, yep. is going to run toward the conclusion that he's going to run toward yeah and uh, people do that all the time uh, there's mm-hmm. like, I think the one scene that sticks out at me, uh, have, uh, being, uh, uh, hearing a lot of pe- from people who work in public services, uh, mm-hmm. deal- dealing with mentally ill people, uh, that scene where he's with his social worker and mm-hmm. being told he's like, Hey, I've got bad news. And <laughs> he's just talking over her. And then he's like, well, uh, the funding's being cut. We're all, I'm out of work and, uh, you're not going to have your medication anymore. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, I don't know. And it's like, and the system doesn't give a shit about you and they don't give a shit about me. And it's like, mm-hmm. yep, that is pretty real. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and just like to pile on to that a little bit, the, the two other things that I liked a lot. One, I do like the comment about like all the stuff. I know it's like a joke now, but like the society stuff, because I've, as I've mentioned many times, I think humans are the worst. And seeing these things, it just... <laughs> confirms a lot of the, the beliefs I have. And it's like, you know what? I, I feel like that too a lot of days. It's like people fucking suck. And like all these shitty things that like even just little things people do. It's like, yeah, that sucks. Uh, I know I'm super cheery and people enjoy my company. I'm not a nihilist or anything. Uh, that and then the one last thing, the other thing you said was this movie 
like the place feels really real. I think you said it feels lived in. It's like, yeah, that looks like oh, a real. Yeah, it's a real place. And all these people like their lives that they live in, like the streets they are in, they, they don't seem like manufactured in any way. Yeah. It, it seems it's very the, believable. Those shots of him uh, when he's doing the, the clown gimmick in front of the sh- uh, yeah. the store going out of business. It's like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of it's interesting, though, how many we had two movies come out this year. This and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They're recreating another era mm-hmm. in this minute, like creating it like rest- like putting stuff on the streets, making it look like a different place. Like we're, mm-hmm. it's weird. Cause like nobody's really happy with the way things look right now, but like things in the seventies sucked over like the sixties. Like there was a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, on an aesthetic level, we, we love it. Like it looks way more interesting. It, like, even dirtier, grimier feels better than what we have now this like kind of artificial cleanliness mm-hmm. that's just masking something. Whereas this movie mm-hmm. is like the disease is out in the open. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to dress this movie up or anything. It's like, no, this is just good production design and uh, yep. it looks good. It doesn't look contrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. So I didn't even get to this bit. So, yeah, so not only does this check my box of, uh, I like Joker, I like Batman, mm-hmm. but RJ, this is like the biggest opening ever for a sad bastard movie, which is my mm-hmm. bread and butter. The most, Absolutely. The most successful thing I've ever done in my life mm-hmm. is my sad bastard and loser cinema list on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. which uh, a lot of people relate to this list. Yep. And uh, for whatever reason, because people on the inside, they, they kind of, well, some people feel this way. They, they mm-hmm. relate to like, you know, ailing mothers and wood paneling and, you know, doing shit in your underpants, watching TV, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, wasting away, feeling like you've uh, under-delivered in your life, wishing there was more. This movie is that. Um, Is is it on a cosmetic level? Sure. I I guess you could Mm -hmm. uh, watch, make a more unpleasant looking movie that nobody's going to go see. Or Mm -hmm. you could start introducing people to these things. Like the other thing too is people are really hung up on the Scorsese stuff. Like that, that it's like yeah. it's a hack move to like, but it's like you people are the fucking hacks. You, you only w- apparently watch two movies in your life where you're like, wow, mm-hmm. I know I know this because I I know movies. And like I remember being like excited to be like, yep. hey, this movie's actually referencing things that I like rather than yeah. oh, it's another movie that just looks like a movie this is like oh hey this is referencing film history and now people will get into that and maybe they'll like go back further and like look at paul schrader movies maybe one day they'll get to mishima rj they'll uh, they'll check out some other things like there's more that would be cool uh a movie that was coming to my mind uh was actually a future criterion creep uh clean shaven uh which is a movie about a schizophrenic and it's done Mm. but it's like not a fun time whatsoever kind of movie like it you are mm-hmm. in his mind and i was just thinking about like depictions of mental illness in movies and i mean on this scale i mean there's gonna be compromises about what you can depict and at the end of the day it's a joker movie it's, <gasps> it's about the joker the joker has to go crazy <laughs> like he has to go beyond well, that yeah that's the point right yeah 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 i don't know I, there was something I was gonna say. You were ju- you were just talking, but I forgot now. Sad bastards. No, I don't know. Like, it was something about a movie. Oh, you were just talking about it as like people talking about movies you actually liked instead of you know part eighteen of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe where all things are like they're like oh they're calling back to that movie five movies ago and it's like well, I mean that's a totally different thing yeah. altogether. Yeah. But like. 
I, I agree with you. Maybe people should be making more Mishima-like oh, movies. I, I saw the best shit posting on Twitter the other day um, about this guy. Like, it was like from like late last year, and I think it was from Infinity War. It would have been because mm-hmm. Endgame wasn't out yet. And it was just like, this is a still from like one of the most successful movies of all time. And it's like, I don't know if it's like Mark Ruffalo in a Hulkbuster suit. And it's, just, <laughs> it's like a floating head. Yeah, and it's like this is what people are all about, and then there's people like getting mad about it, and then it's like mm-hmm. people are like, well, look at this great still, and they're like, that looks like that looks terrible too, <laughs> and uh, so there's like some mm-hmm. tribalism going on with this movie. Oh too. yeah, there's people that like do not like the idea of uh, DC gaining ground, even though it's like, is this, is this what you're fucking watching movies for, for like yeah. sport, like sports? Like I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I I fully went in expecting this movie to shit the bed. And uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad it didn't. I liked it. Hey, we both just want good things. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want good things? I like. I like it. Yeah. I thought Endgame was fine. It was fine. Whatever. I didn't want it to be bad. I don't want anything to be bad. Well, I mean, Marty doesn't even think they're cinema. And I agree. And, and now he's the worst. Now he's a he's a hack. It's who's, who's jealous. It's such horseshit. Everyone's like, see, that's a, another thing where it's like, I feel like people are just taking whatever they can to like throw hate at everything now where it's just like well martin scorsese doesn't like marvel it's like number one who gives a shit and number two it's like he's right marvel movies are roller coasters is that bad no i like watching this whole month is about watching junk food shit that's like not good Mm -hmm. so it doesn't i i watch all these horror movies because they're roller coasters to me so like he's right and also who cares who gives a shit relax hidden fortress fans relax (laughs) Okay. Uh, I, I was watching a movie today that had a uh, a, hor- uh, a vertical scroll uh, wipe, mm. and I was like, oh, so this movie is as good as Star Wars and Hidden Fortress, I guess, too. Yeah. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. It's all it takes, man. Movies. Huge. Any other uh, Joker thoughts? No, I mean, I some of the criticism I've seen, I haven't really looked too much, but I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. What, what did you expect? It's exactly what I wanted, so... Yeah, I uh no complaints yeah, here. Yeah, you just get yeah, there's some real uh oh, there's one line I saw recently of uh it's depiction like how cruel Todd Phillips is because of his depiction of the little person in the scene when he's trying to leave oh. the apartment. Yeah. Any last thoughts on Joker? No, I like it. It's good. Or are we're the definitive <laughs> take? Uh, I mean, everyone, we're eight, everyone eight. has to agree with us. Yes. Yeah, I, I as think that's always. Tough but fair, right? Tough but fair. Mm-hmm. 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 You got any news? Here's some news for you, Jared. Oh, shit, you do. Joker. Jared Leto upset about Joaquin Phoenix movie. <laughs> he is feels apparently alienated and upset that Warner Brothers uh, made a Joker movie without him. You just heard about yeah. it, huh? Yeah, he just heard about it. Uh there, there's a single quote from Mr. Jared Leto, and all it says is alienated and upset. So I don't know what else it was said. I don't know where this came from, but uh, I'm reading this on IGN if anyone wants to uh, backtrack the uh, the uh, path of Jared Leto here. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of funny, right? Sure. Yeah. When are you going to watch Suicide Squad? Mm, not. You should watch Suicide Squad and then Venom Enums. Enum, Enum. Enum. And uh, you could just have a creature feature for Creeptober. Ugh. 
What, Killer Croc and Venom? Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Nah, man. I'm going to watch some clown movies. Which kind? Clowns. Which kind? That kill. Uh, I'm over clowns, Jared. Why don't you just watch The Joker? I mean, now you got to settle in with some real shit. There's so many clown movies. So many clown horror. That one from uh, whoop, the guy. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Should we watch Twix? Is that uh, Coppola's clown movie? I don't think that's a clown movie. Oh, it's not? I don't think so. What's on the cover of that thing? Twix. I, I think it's like a statue or something. Twix. Twixed. Twixed. Oh, it's not Twix like the candy bar? Or Twiz. I mean, okay. Yeah, it's not a clown, but it hey, kind of looks F- like Fellini a clown. Fellini directed a clown movie. It's like a documentary cool. called The Clown or I Clown or sometimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Fellini is a fart. La, La, La Strada. That's about like the, the circus and being clowny. Yeah. What about, uh, you know, other things that aren't clowns? Laugh, How clown, do you feel laugh. Laugh, of... clown, laugh? Yeah. Or watch Clown House by a convicted sex predator. Oh, Victor there you Salva. go. I've already seen that, though. Was it good? No, it's bad. It's really shitty. That dude's not great, though, right? Even though, while it's also, you know, evidence. Oh, yeah. That's a cursed film. Yep. Hey, did you hear that uh, on that show, Titans, that hit gritty DC show, one of the stuntmen died like uh, a while ago? Yes, I did see that. I also saw that apparently a stuntman died on uh, the set of Deadpool 2 and the Canadian Inquiry Board just ruled that the the movie, the production company was at fault. Oh, so there you go. Another cursed movie, Deadpool 2. Shit. It's a corpse pick. Shit. You know what I mean, Jer? Where is corpse? Why isn't he written in? I, thought he, I don't I, know. I thought he was all about horror. Maybe he's saving up his Creeptober picks. Or not. Or not, you know. I don't know what. Who knows what the infamous corpse is up to this time of year? Indeed. Who knows? Well, RJ, mm-hmm. we got a movie to talk about. Okay. That doesn't involve clowns. Well, metaphorical clowns. People calling one another pal. Mm-hmm. Guy, like guy, guys doing like Peter Boyle impersonations. Hey, pal. Need a gun? After the break, huh? um, we're going to the girly shows. We're going to go check our coats. Go have a good time. I'm always at the girly shows, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I'm always putting on a, a show over here. You, that, I'm you, not, that you are. I'm not wearing any pants.
Tandis que dans chaque foyer, on s'apprête à fêter la nuit merveilleuse, chère à notre enfance, dans un bureau gris et hostile du quai des Orfèvres, un homme lutte désespérément pour sauver sa tête. Et puisque j'y étais pas Foutez-moi la fête, la meuf Dans ma claque, hein C'est une lutte serrée, implacable. T'occupe pas Ici, on pose des questions. On n'y répond pas. Un crime a été commis et l'appareil répressif de la société est en marche. Rien désormais ne l'arrêtera. Du loup propre des andouilles, hein Hé hey. Bon la chanson reste la même, mais la musique va changer. Assez rigolé, il n'y en a pas que ça à faire. Moi aussi, on m'attend. Debout Non, non, assez vous ne plus rien, là De plus en plus, le cercle se resserre. L'homme est traqué, harcelé. Il va perdre pied. Est-il innocent Est-il coupable Crime passionnel C'est toujours le peu que tu as raison. Sur les gousements du jury, il y en a la moitié dans ton corps. Mais j'aurais envie de faire ce que tu as fait, seulement il n'ose pas. Pour la première fois, vous suivrez de bout en bout une véritable enquête policière. Une enquête cynique, brutale, qui ne laisse ni trêve ni répit à ceux qui la subissent et à ceux qui l'amènent. Ah, qu'est-ce que vous voulez La société se défend Dans une affaire comme ça, on y met le prix, on n'en regarde pas l'addition et ça va coûter cher. L'inspecteur principal Antoine a été chargé de faire la lumière sur une affaire retentissante qui se déroule dans les milieux du musical. Oh, pardon Et à laquelle se trouve mêlé Maurice Martineau, compositeur de musique. Génie Lamour, chanteuse. Dora, photographe d'art. Brignon, industriel. Délicieux, simplement délicieux. Émile, chauffeur de taxi. Je suis un bon citoyen. La preuve, c'est que moi, je vois les flics, mieux je me porte. Albert, un repris de justice. Oh, vous savez, je suis pas encore dans le trou, hein. Pâquerette, une ouvreuse. Tu as les déposer dans cette affaire, j'apporte des précisions. Je vous les vertus, je vous connais, vous savez. Vous êtes une petite arriviste. Si j'avais vécu tout le week-end, j'aurais été la pompadour au moins. Et les sans-culottes, eh ben, ils auraient eu chaud. Tu es assez intime avec Brignon. Moi Brignon Pourquoi dis-tu ce nom-là Je lui ai foutu ça au travers de la gueule Père Noël And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Q de Ufavre. From 1947, Ooh, directed by Henri Georges Clouseau. That's the only time I want to say the title. I'm just going to say this film. You'll notice. I'm this bringing film? attention to it. Okay. The synopsis for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. Jenny Lamour sings in a music hall in post-war Paris, accompanied by her husband, Maurice Martineau, on piano. When Martineau notices his wife flirting with an older businessman named Georges Brignon, Brignon. He follows Brignon. he follows her to Brignon's house with the intent to kill him. At the house, Brignon is found murdered 
but by someone else. Inspector Antoine conducts an investigation that implicates Martineau, whose planned alibi comes loose. So, Arjing, uh, yeah. what do these, the title of this movie, what does it mean? Uh, I, I never even looked it up. I have, never, never occurred, you could tell huh? me anything. Well, you, RJ, I, uh, I, I looked it up for you. Yes. So, if you just, like, copy and paste this, like, right into uh, French to English translation on Google, mm-hmm. it says, headquarters. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And then yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I checked it out, uh, Wikipedia, and then I broke the words down bit by bit into, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's like Goldsmith's Quay? <laughs> that makes even less sense, Jared. Indeed. Goldsmith's Quay? Yeah. Or way. Quay as in dock. Goldsmith's dock? Yeah, Goldsmith's dock. You know, just like... Like a boat dock or like a dock no, doctor? Like, like like a boat dock. None of those things exist in this movie. Nope. I don't think you see any water if, in this film. If you, if you called this movie Malaria, Malaria Boy, that would be more fitting and more accurate to what the movie is than Goldsmith's dock. So, um, yes. this is a movie that I would probably say is underseen in the criterion collection um uh, yeah it doesn't have it's kind of like the same boat as last week's movie mm-hmm. where uh you know coup de grace it's uh another one of these french titles and coup de gras. yeah but uh and uh by i mean henry clouseau isn't kind of a name director i mean he directed that wages mm-hmm. of fear he directed mm-hmm. that les Dabaliques. uh mm-hmm. one day we'll be talking about les corbeaux but today oh. we're talking about this year number coup de ou favre so, uh, I'd never seen this movie before, like many people, mm-hmm. and it's no longer in the, well, it's in the Criterion Collection, but it's not on the Criterion Channel, so you got to find it by other means. Mm-hmm. It's out there. You you can check it out. Um, so, yeah, I went into this pretty blind. I had I didn't even look up a synopsis. I, I did wow. see some mention that it was like a crime t- type of movie, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And it starts out, and it's a bunch of these ladies. They're going up to uh, this office to get booked, to get mm-hmm. to get into the uh, the show. And you're like, what kind of show is this? And then, RJ, this movie yes. just starts flying. We're just transitioning in and out of scenes. And I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, this is 1947. This movie's uh-huh. so smooth. It's just like we're, mm-hmm. we're flying through time. And it's just like, boom. This happens. Boom. Hey, now she's moved along. Hey, now she's at another phase in her life and her career. Boom. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, this is amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's so slick. I, I, I'm not used to this kind of pacing in my movies doing this mm-hmm. show week to week. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is the uh, the editing is uh, quite nice. I agree completely. I, I, I was like, one of my notes was, wow, smooth edits, baby. Because there, there, there are a few too where it's just like from one one setting to another and it's pretty seamless and it's like i think this movie gave its audience a little bit of credit and it was like you'll figure it out mm-hmm. you're 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 grown up adults or maybe not but you're smart people you you can figure this out and i appreciated that you're not big dum-dums no you're not the uh the superman crowd yeah. so uh yeah like i i agree i thought this movie had pretty pretty nice edits yeah so uh what's this movie got going for it so it's about Question. this it's about this couple they're in mm-hmm. they're in show business, kind of in that cabaret kind of thing. She's mm. uh, you know, she's making with the cleavage. She's uh, putting it on <laughs> the, dis- what? The, the cleavage. She's putting okay. it on display. Sure. She does these little like butt dances, thrusting them mm-hmm. out, and uh, all the people they're uh, very much into it. They're doing the mm-hmm. like, kind of like you know lowering the glasses to get a better view. 
because yeah. they don't be obstructed by the clear lenses on their face. Mm-hmm. You know how it is as a man who do. doesn't wear some uh, any form of facial eyepiece. I- I've been to pornos before, though. Okay. I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's like these little touches of like how they're in love and like they'll never betray one another but y'all y'all know when they're saying that stuff it's all gonna mm-hmm. go downhill from there mm-hmm. and sure enough she's getting attention of more and more men more successful men uh-huh. uh, and then there's this storyline that's going on with her friend who is the photographer for this outfit and okay. I, I think that it's really interesting that this is like a pretty blatant like lesbian story that's like there but they're mm-hmm. so smooth with how they present it because it's like no I really love your husband <laughs> it's like no you don't <laughs> wait a minute I think you're talking about someone else I think you might be talking about her oh my goodness <gasps> so yeah oh, uh, I mean, this is France this isn't America the, the Puritan capital mm-hmm. of the world this is France but they're still like playing it subtle because th- th- they also again much like with the, the smooth edits of this movie, they figure the audiences are smart enough to figure this stuff out. And they kind of even like leave it to like, well, maybe she's kind of like just really likes them both, you know? And you're yeah. like, but it's like, no, she's not, she's not going back to a murder scene to get uh, anybody's uh, fur coat. Not just, not just anyone. Not just anybody's. Mm-hmm. So that I thought was like a pretty well done. Mm-hmm. So on the whole, RJ, I yes. like this movie quite a bit. It's a nice piece of filmmaking. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, I would say though that I think it, the story loses me in that last half hour when it starts getting okay. into the uh, this this heist, this like robbery stuff, where yeah. it, it's, it feels very contrived and convoluted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of movies from this era that were doing similar things have this same idea of like creating these characters. I mean, okay. So there's actually lot, some similarities between this and Led Diabolique, Di- Diabolique for mm-hmm. me, um, where you kind of also have this like uh, kind of homoerotic kind of relationship between two women and a man mm-hmm. who's like kind of on the outside of that. But in this one, though, it's like they are pretty well actively working to kill this guy and free her and so they can live their lives it's very similar kind of thing but this is more for this is like a almost a jokey crime movie a where, little bit yeah. yeah where it's like because it's like it's a very natural progression to work because like you're watching maybe the first i don't know 20 minutes half hour and it feels like this kind of a jaunty kind of behind the scenes kind of comedy it reminded me of a uh, children of paradise where we're getting like the behind yeah. the scenes of uh this carnival act and this troupe that are mm-hmm. performing every night. And then you start getting the jealousy stuff. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's this, this is the crime stuff where he's getting jealous, but, and they're building to it. And the way they kind of don't explain what um, Maurice is doing when he's going to the dance hall that night when she's out of town mm-hmm. or he thinks she's out of town uh, or no, she's, he, yeah his suspicions and he's going to do something about this, uh, this son of a bitch, this Brignon guy. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. he just goes to the music hall and he, he goes to pay his ticket and they're like, Oh yeah, you can sit here. Oh no, no, I'll, I'll stand. I'll stand. Uh, yeah. I want to check my hat and my coat. And then I don't know. I was around there. I went, Oh man. Yeah. He's, he's setting up his alibi. That's, (laughs) that's, but it's really good. Like, cause they're not, I have to set up an alibi now. 
and looks mm-hmm. at the camera and then everything's very, you know exactly <laughs> I where I need it to was. cover my tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that stuff is like so great. And then there's like, just like great camera work uh, involving mirrors in the dance hall where mm-hmm. he's walking around and you see the back mm-hmm. of all these men who are all their attention and with their hats and their coats are all toward the stage. And you're yep. never like focusing in on what's happening on the stage. It's always like a background element, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate the uh, maturity of the filmmaking. Right. Um, and so the whole movie sets up essentially uh, Maurice coming into the Brennan's house and finding him dead. And he's like, Oh my God. He's been murdered, and I, I was going to come here and murder him myself. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, hold it, it's like played. It's not played funny, but it is. It's comical, right? You're like, oh, what a turn of events! Oh shit! Now I got to worry about getting away with it, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, that car just got stolen. Oh, and I had to run all the way back. Yeah, and like it's kind of like you said, it's it's kind of like a. It's not. I didn't find that it was played like would be played for laughs it is funny but it also was kind of just like like it's funny that it's happening to this guy but the way it kind of played out to me it was just like what are you gonna do man is like this dude's having a bad day mm-hmm. you know uh, and so eventually we're then introduced uh very offhandedly to inspector antoine yes he's this man that we haven't seen for the, like the whole first bit of the movie mm-hmm. and suddenly he's waking up his Son or daughter, his child, uh, uh sleeping. Son, I, I think they call him a boy. A couple I think times. so. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Or a lad. The, lad, yeah, the boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's like kind of a dad, mm-hmm. and uh, just like he seems like that kind of world weary, beaten down by the world cop who's like seen everything and uh, is very casual about everything. He's not like, mm-hmm. I'm a different kind of cop. He's not that kind of cop. He's just like, no. oh boy, got to catch another one of these buggers, huh? Mm-hmm. So we see him do the Columbo thing where information is constantly being collected and you're like, mm-hmm. man, I, I would I shouldn't ever commit a crime because they make it look so easy. They're just going to get you. Mm-hmm. They, they just, they close in. So there's the whole process of, you know, Martino thinks he, like he knows he's not guilty, but he knows he's a sus, he's going to be a suspect. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jenny Lamore, which uh, was the American title of the movie. Uh, what is, when it, when it was released at the time. Is that one of the characters' names? That, yeah, that's. Uh, well, I remember Lamore. Yeah, but... that's, that's uh, his, that's the wife. That's the. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that title's fine, yeah. but. So it's all Whatever. about alibis and alibis being exposed. And then it takes this turn, which is kind of where it loses me, where mm-hmm. it's like there's this other heist and like he's a, a witness to it. And so maybe it's okay for him to kill somebody. And it all just kind of mm-hmm. ties itself up in a nice little knot. Right. And it's probably the less engaging part of the story for me. But uh, the road along the way, I thought this was uh, quite... A solid movie, RJ. A solid film, you would say? Yeah. What would you call this film? I would call it Alibi. Alibi or question mark with the characters on the poster with like red letters above them and their heads like, I don't know. Yeah, and it just say smart Alec, all Guinness. With the detective uh, with the magnifying glass. Yeah, Alibi? Hmm, Played by Walter Matthau. That's the route I would have taken. That's why you're a podcaster, RJ. Uh, I, yeah, but of a professional podcast, which is 
universally accepted as the only, the one, the global phenom Criterion Collection podcast. So healthy, healthy or sick, we we're here every week. We're here. Where where's all those other ones? Failed and dead, I guess. Exactly. Not the people, but you know, the pods. So Archie, what uh, do you think of this number? Oh, oh, I I got distracted for a second there. Um, let me try to say it once, just because I know fans like the way I pronounce stuff. Qua uh, de Ufra. That's pretty fair, right? Sure. That's a good attempt. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I thought it was good. It's uh, first thing, just like you. I thought like the editing. I was like, man, I was like, they're doing some snappy stuff here. They're uh really keeping me invested in this thing. Um, I also uh, I did like the the like sexual undertext i guess or even just the euphemisms it's like you remember when that lady oh, came in and man. she was in her sexy clothes and the guy then the pot boils over like, and he's like ooh baby so, soaking panties and stuff like yeah wow. there's, yeah there's that stuff i was like wow this is uh definitely not uh an american post coder yeah well that that was what i or that one part too she's like oh man i was working so hard my underpants are soaked and he's like let me see and i was like hey when did jared start acting in movies um you know the french the french yeah and it's not like the creepy kind of sexualism like uh, whenever we watch those italian movies and it's like get over here woman and they're always grabbing on them that's gonna sound like i'm generalizing the italian people but if you look at all the Criterion movies we've watched so far, there's a lot of Italian movies where they're just lusting after women in a very aggressive ways. So I like the way it was presented here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I It took me a while to pick up on those... Uh, those uh, woman relationship things that you you brought up, I didn't I didn't see it right away. Really, it was like it was a little. Well, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not the most observant guy. <laughs> so I was like watching, and I was like, "What's going on?" And oh, then, like so, later, so, I was so like, "All those looks." Uh, I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They're friends." <laughs> well, they are. Well, they are friends. They are friends, yeah. It, it did. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. It took me a while, though. I w- it was like near the end. I was like, "What's going on here?" And then I figured it out. Uh, I uh, I thought the use of mirrors was really cool. The way that they set all all that stuff up, like the alibi, like you said, that's awesome. I think the story itself is really interesting, neat, and fun. Uh, all those buzzwords that you hear about people use in uh, cinematic reviews. Neat, um, fun, neat fun you know those big buzzwords that uh people don't know what mean anymore uh but i i did like it's like i said it's like kind of kind of goofy in in the way that like he shows up places and it's like he's already dead and then he's like i gotta get out of here and then his car gets stolen and you're like but it's played straight so it's it's not like goofy and i i like that um and then it's like it's nice that the movie is you think, I guess, going into it, you could think it was a noir film about a murder, but then the fact that it's not about that, it's like, it's like, hey, I, w- I went to kill the guy. He was already dead. But now I still got to run away because I'm going to get pinned for this. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, I really like the detective. Yeah. He's like, he's such a nice guy. They're like, come on. And he's like, well, this ruins my night. He's the and good, like, I mean, he's the good guy, but you're kind of like, yeah. I, I don't want him to win. You know, you want these guys yeah. to get away with it, even though 
they're kind of they're dolty, but yeah, they're, they're not killers either. Yeah, not killers, yeah. but like I mean, the detective's so so lovable in the sense he's like, look at my uh, look at my son I got from the colonies. He's like, he's <laughs> the only thing I brought back. Well, that and malaria. I like when they said that, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, so does he have malaria or does the boy have malaria? Well, he got the malaria. He got the malaria? Yeah. No wonder he's coughing all the time. Uh, but, I mean, they, they show him in, like, and I think this stuff with his son, I think, is, it's, like, included in a really nice way that's not, like, too in your face, but it's just enough in the background where it's this detail that's presented that kind of like humanizes him a little bit where he's like in the middle, like in the midst of all this detective work, he's like, Oh, I got him now. Uh, and then the guy's like, Hey, uh, whatever his name is. He's like, come over here for a second. He's like, what's up? He's like, your son failed those exams. And he's like, God, God damn geometry. Yeah. Like, and God, then an erector set and everything. Yeah. And, and then it like just moves on to the next scene and you're like, Oh, okay. So it's like, I think it shows that, he had like he's a he's still a guy and he's a parent and he's got a life, but then he's also trying to crack the case, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked the inclusion of this son. I was like, that's a nice detail that they have in here for this guy. Makes sense. Good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, what else I got here? I was going to say um, the, the one thing that's good too is I like the people at the at the dance hall who are uh, all being very, very helpful by uh, telling the officer his alibi. And We're then, just but, a family but, here, but but that's like all that information is like, it's all very like meaningful, but or it's like meaning to be helpful, but it actually winds up burying him more mm-hmm. because they're like, oh yeah, no, he didn't come by till this time. Um, yeah. but just so you know, he's a very good man. Oh yeah, you can leave right out the back door anytime. People just come and go. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's always here, in and out, gone for hours at a time. He's the best. You would never know if anyone was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I like that part too. That was really good. Uh, I also, um, I really liked the perverted old man. He just, mm. he reminded me of you a lot. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I get this guy. Like, he's always just like, it's cheaper than uh, doing other stuff. <laughs> oh, I love it. I really like the detail of when uh, they sit down and get their photos taken. When they're first being introduced, or like yeah. that character. And he like sits down with that girl. And he like reaches over, grabs her hand, and just forces her hand onto his leg. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. That's what that's that's the creeper move. That's one of the moves that uh, the creeps have, uh, you know, patented. Patented creep move. Stop short. That's what the that's what the Patreon bucks pay for. That's what the Patreon bucks pay for. Legal fees. Uh, yeah, I like that old man. Uh, I thought the slippers were fun. Have you ever seen slippers used in that way? Is that why they had that name? Where it's just like the soles of like old shoes, and it's like just step on those and slip around, so oh, you don't yeah. have your dirty shoes on the floor. Yeah, that's that's I, old world stuff. I yeah, I'm I'm sure that that's something a lot of people are familiar with, but the I don't know if I've ever seen that before, and I thought it was neat, yeah. Jarrett, neat and fun, like those buzzwords. Uh, I so the the stuff that loses you at the end with the um the robbery, I saw. Like, there's a logical reason for it to come in uh, where it's like it opens up or like kind of like closes on that guy's alibi a little bit more. But then it does get they focus on it too much. Yes. Where it's just like takes over the last bit of the movie. What I think would have been better is if they just brought it up where where they caught him with the guy's car and then it just it poked another hole in the guy's story and then they could have just used it more. But 
I don't know, I guess they, they didn't need to like run the timeout any longer because this movie is what an hour and 47 minutes or so. Yep. Yeah. So they could have cut that out and that would have been 10 minutes shorter. And this thing would have just been like a crisp, just a crisp brown note. A crisp brown note. <laughs> Do you know about those brown notes, Jarrett? Hmm. Do you know? I know about the brown note. You know about the brown note? Well, this is one of them. It w- well, it would have been if they had cut that stuff out. So I'm with you. Like, it didn't bug me that much. But at the same time, when I was watching it, I was like, eh, if this wasn't, it, they didn't need all of this. They yeah. could have cut that out a little bit. But yeah, it's it's not bad. I, I enjoyed watching it. It's not my favorite movie ever, but uh, it's definitely better than uh, some of the other shit we've been watching lately. <laughs> Do you think there'll come a time when we watch a movie in the Criterion Collection, you'll go, "This is one of my this is my favorite movie ever." Uh, well, I mean, when are we gonna watch Salo Two? Uh, Back in the Habit. Uh, I think that's like probably gonna be like episode seven fifty nine. So it's a ways okay. away. It's a ways away. I don't know. I mean, any in my top 10, I was really blown away by. Like, Fishing with John is probably my favorite <laughs> movie of all time. But, uh, you know, that's just me. It's not and even I, a movie. And it's not even a movie. That's why. And that's the irony of it, Jared. That's the fun, neat part about me saying that. Neat. It's very neat. Uh, no, it's good. It's a good show. This uh, coup de oof. Um, could refer, it's based on a book. Uh, it was based on a book that uh, oh, okay, that uh, Kuzo got a the rights book? to. Uh, I probably not, but he got the okay. rights, and then uh, he didn't. I guess copies were hard to get because this is again, this is that post-war France. Uh, yeah. getting things done pretty tricksy, but uh, mm-hmm. by the time he got a copy, uh, him and his partner had already written the screenplay. They just <laughs> they winged it. That's why apparently it resembles the novel in like no way. So yeah. That's always good. We wing it all the time. Very true. Very true. I don't even know uh, what movies are. What, what's a movie? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Is there any other uh, cool things about books and no. clu- uh, detective Clouseau's? No. Uh, I mean, one day we'll talk about uh, Le Corbeau, Clouseau's other movie, uh, which apparently kind of ended his career for a little while. I don't know that one. Well, we'll, we'll get there. It's, okay. out of, it's also out of print but I think someone's putting it out. We'll get there. Yeah. Someday over the rainbow. Uh, you want to hear about some people who hate this movie? Is there, like, how many people have you even watched It's the exact movie? same thing where, like, our lowest ratings are, like, two stars. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, like, again, like, a movie that has, like, 500 people watching it. Sure. It's not on people's lips. It's kind of a, it's a minor, I, I would consider it a minor Clouseau movie. I mean, even, like, I mean, I, I kind of, I think, I think I like the good parts of this more than I like Leda Balik. Mm. I would say. You were kind of you were kind of warm on that movie though. Were cool, cool, lukewarm. But because Witches of Fear is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. When you when you said uh, lips, all I could think of this movie's kind of like a second on the lips, forever on the hips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jared? That's, that's right, Al. You know you know what I mean, Vern. Okay, tell me about people who hate this movie, I guess. All right, here. If you want to. Oh, my God. I can barely even read what these words are. Two stars from... Endone? Maybe? N-D-O-A-N-E, Endone? Oh, my God. They're the only two-star review. It's got to okay. be them. It's probably that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the director has been called the French Hitchcock. What? By who? <laughs> Some people... But this, okay, yeah, this sure. movie 
Whatever. Some good bits and some bad bits. Certainly okay. not the masterpiece that has been described as. What? By who? By who. The plot ended up being happenstance and fairly bland. I wasn't that into the whole investigation that took up most of the second half. I did like personal interactions and how the characters tried to react to plot points. Try to react. I also enjoyed everything about the Dora character. I wish that there was more of her and that she had played a bigger role in the story. Same. Dora was cool. Yep. I wish I saw more Dora too. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that actress though too. Uh, she had incredible hair. That blonde hair of oh. hers, the way they did it up, it's like, man, that's oh. awesome. That's what movies are for. Jarrett. Oh my god, you're giving away too much of your uh, peculiar interests over there. <laughs> well, I don't know. Just like it's like, look at that, look at that hair. Yeah, I thought she was a striking woman also, Jared. Yeah, and she had like that, uh, her, uh, the photo studio embroidered logo on it. It's like, mm. so, so, oh, look who made that mm. is. Was that that guy's whole review? Yep, that's per it. Per person? Yep. They just gave uh, 400 Below's one star. Oh, shit. You're, you sound like your friends. Well, yeah, but then they also gave Jesus Christ Superstar one star, which uh, I'm not on board with. That movie's an all-star, all-time Banger, Jared. All time banger. They have really strange five star movies. Most of them are just John Cusack movies. Like I don't know. Do <sighs> like you think Gross Point dead? Blank? Yeah, like Gross Point Blank, uh, John Cusack, Man, Frozen Ground Lover. with Nicolas Cage. Uh, that one's not in there. Damn. But uh, I don't. They gave Super Trooper five stars, but Slam and Salmon one star. Ice Harvest, also with John Cusack, five stars. Uh, You know know what I mean, Jared? This person hasn't watched a ton of movies, though. Okay. Or haven't rated a ton of movies, I should say. And yet they've seen this movie. And yet they've seen... Well, they have... Okay, I should... Oh, wait. Okay, I should rephrase that completely. They have 2,000 ratings, but only 54 five-star ratings... And only 61 star ratings. So the majority of their ratings are for four star movies. Uh, It's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. It's all garbage. Uh, One more here. Luke Robinson, two and a half stars. Clouseau, it seems, favors procedure over plot in his suspension films. The mystery at the center of his murder movies is not who done it, but who is going to find out, leaving us to watch as characters slowly catch up with truths we don't just see coming, but see happening in the opening of the movie. This is a novel approach, similar in its way to Hitchcock's notion of the bomb. But here, it didn't work for me half as well as it does in his other films. The constant frittering of the French police felt like wheel spinning, like we were waiting an hour for any new information rather than opening up space for the characters as it usually does. I wouldn't disagree with that. The yeah. carnival setting, detective character, and conclusion make it worthwhile, but far from HG's best work. HG who? Clouseau? Henry... Uh... Yeah. Geron? George. Henry George. Henry George? H.G. himself. Hmm. So uh, this Luke Robinson individual has, um, they've seen a lot of movies, but they don't rate. Uh, their fives and ones are a little bit skimp. Five-star films include The Conversation, The Apartment, Peeping Tom, Taxi Driver, Her, and there's like five more. That's it. Those are all sad uh, bastard he- movies. Yeah, they're all sad bastard movies. Here's some one-star films, though, Jarrett. They only have, like, eight. 
uh, A Wrinkle in Time, that new movie that just came out. The Cobbler with Adam Sandler, which uh-huh. is a movie that I watched, which wasn't bad. The Whoa, new Hellboy. Boy, that's a minority view. Well, I gave it two stars. It's not great. It's just... Uh, anyways, they gave the new Hellboy half a star, and then they gave What Men Want half a star, which... Do you know about What Men Want, Jarrett? Yeah. So that's the remake Reverse, of, what, yeah. Yeah, of What Women Want with uh, Taraji Henson. Guess what? My wife... My wife watched that movie last night, and you know what she said? She said, it wasn't bad. She said, it wasn't bad. And I said, okay, baby, whatever you say, whatever you say, toots. And then I, I gave her a a high five. Yeah. Not a punch, as it looked like in Jarrett's view. Yep. High five. Yep. Do you have any last thoughts <clears throat> on this fine film? Okay, here's some. Oh, no, wait. That's not weird at all. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Whatever. Dece. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Good stuff. After the break, we're going to work on our alibis. We're recording a podcast the entire time. Allegedly. She knows every move that a man could make. She knows every trick in the book She knows how to give She knows how to take For so many times she's been taken a fool By those alibis and lying eyes And all the best lies Lord knows she's heard them all RJ, if a old lecher was pawing at your wife, how would you handle this? Uh, it would depend on how much money was being offered. Uh, what's that uh, indecent pr- uh, proposal? Is that that movie? I think so. Uh, I mean, me and her have talked about this before. It, most of our conversations are if it were to happen to me. Okay. With an old man, uh, I would definitely do it for, I don't know. Like, if they p- paid for pizza one night, I'd probably take them up on it. Mm-hmm. Pizza's expensive here. We got pizza the other day, and it was like $60 fucking dollars, dude. Jesus. Yeah. You know what we got? Two large pizzas. That's it. Nothing fancy. You're Two just, large pizzas. Sounds like you're doing something wrong over there. I, I don't know. You tell me. Good God. You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us the going rate uh-huh. of pizza in your neighborhood. We've got yeah, a Facebook yeah. page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jarek Duncan. He's Barnwolf. We've mm-hmm. got a YouTube. We've got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Next yeah. week, RJ. Yes. School. School. <gasps> We're going back to school? Uh, it's in session. It's all those, okay. all those Crypt Keeper level puns about education and horror coming your way <gasps> fuck Ooh, this baby. criterion shit for a week put it behind Work us for good it's, it's, it's all about yeah. ghouls. it's all about ghouls let's do it it's all about horror decapitations sex 
naked men diapers. Yep. Dicks. Have you had any diapers in your movies yet? Diapers? Yeah. No. There's no like on full no, grown no adults? Diapers, no diaper munching. Well, no, I, I haven't watched the baby yet. Okay. I haven't had any diapers either, but uh, that Stephen King movie made me want to wear a diaper. Oh, boy. See, you're just giving people these teases. Oh, boy. I know. I mean, I said diaper like six times tonight. Do you guys understand what I mean by that? Oh, they're going to find out. They're going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. The the Creeps is on vacation. (gasps) We're doing a conference Mm -hmm. uh, and learning how to be better ghouls. I mean, we're pretty good ghouls already. Yeah. But I guess it's career-long learning, Jarrett. That's right. There's always room for improvement. That's right. Mm -hmm. Some seminars. And? Conference. Conference calls. Will there be free food? Working on management skills. Mm. Not as good. People relations. Person relation? Humankind? Humankind? (laughs) Oh, no. (sighs) Happy viewing. Happy viewing, people. Get out there. Yeah. Watch a horror um, movie. Go get that. Go get Shudder or something. Watch yeah. a, you know, your Criterion channel. Just watch some of those horrors. There's some maybe, horrors. And then maybe watch some email. Horrors. Yeah. Watch a horror movie and then do another horror movie. Yeah. Email into Shudder and ask them why they aren't promoting the Criterion. And, and, and Criterion. And Criterion collections. Let them all know. But let them, let them all know. Just be like, hey, uh, why, are you, uh, why are you guys not uh, into this stuff? J-Dog needs a new laptop to bring you more podcasts. J Dog needs a new laptop. Uh, Barnloaf's got a lot of debt. Let's uh, let's get these things rolling, baby. Barnloaf owes a lot of money. A lot of to money. A, a lot of bad some, people. Some very bad men. Very scary, bad, strong men. Very, very bad men that want to bring sexuality back into the horror scene. Don't let them happen. Don't let it happen, guys. Good let night. Let them know. Uh, yeah. See you later. <clears throat>